welcome to the Equip Podcast. This is your host, Greg Hudson. This is episode 23, and we have ended up with back-to-back episodes focusing on church planting. If you have listened to both of these, and I hope you are, uh, episode 22 with Richie Halverson, and now episode 23 with Anthony Wagner-Smith, maybe you are thinking of how God could use you to start a new church in a new area. I hope that you will pursue that idea. Whatever it takes, talk to your conference, talk to your pastor or the members of your church, uh, talk to a core group, and, and decide and see where God is leading. What is God calling you to do? Or maybe you're not currently able to be involved in the intense ministry of church planting, but is there a way you could support church planting or a church planter near you? Uh, could you pray for someone? Could you help financially uh, or in some other way? Either way, I hope that as you listen, you will hear principles that can make a difference in your ministry wherever God is currently calling you to serve. We have with us today uh, Pastor Anthony Wagoner-Smith. Did I pronounce that right? Close enough. All right, correct it for me. <laughs> Wagner Smith. Okay. Uh, and you are a church planter in uh, Tampa, Florida. So tell us a little bit about that, uh, your church, your experience down there, and, and sure. what's going on. Uh, great to be here, Greg. I'm a pastor in Florida Conference and pastor uh, established churches and then transitioned into church planting. And currently in Tampa, LifeSpring Adventist Church. We started in February 2014, so coming on three years. And before that, we also planted a church, Compass Communities, down in the Sarasota area. Okay. And uh, so Tampa has how many Adventist churches? Uh, but besides... Yeah, I mean, there's about 5,000 members. Okay. And the metro area is, is about 4.2 million. So there's some, uh, some room for growth there. And I heard you mention a distance to the, uh, the next Adventist church down the road. Uh-huh. How far was that? Uh, in, in English, uh, about 15 miles or so. Okay. Yeah, down the road. So and so, plenty, so many communities that, you know, we want to grow the churches that are there as well as starting new ones. So, you just want to invite people into your church just so they can come and sit and listen to you preach. Is that an accurate statement? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I'm glad you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're joking. This is the Equip Podcast. So, um, I, I know. Pastor Anthony has a, a challenging, it seems like, to be a member of your church, a challenge to be a member. So explain that a little bit. How do you get new members uh, or current members to be active in reaching out to the community? Sure. Uh, well, I don't know the context. Who's listening? Um, well, hopefully some pastors, all, some lay leaders. And that all all of five thing. of you that are listening. Yeah, it this, might be The uh, mem- uh, question is about membership. So... In regards to membership, you know, it really helps people self-identify that this is my church. This is, I'm an active part of the mission yeah. and connected. And traditionally in the Adventist church, that has only been theological. Mm-hmm. So our, our my approach in church planting and, and growth and equipping is to really identify what it means to be a part of that church beyond just theologically, but also in terms of the mission. So we have a class that we do for everyone that's new and uh, to talk through that. And then uh, the engagement with ministry, engagement with financial giving in a number of different areas. 
And then each January, at the beginning of the year, <clears throat> we tell the story of the church, share the vision, and ask for a recommitment and let people know if it's not the right match, they can go somewhere else, and sometimes people do, and also invitations for new people. So it's really you know developing a church where your attendance <clears throat> and your active people engage in ministry is higher than your membership. All right. So when you talk about being engaged in ministry, what types of ministry, what do you encourage people to do? What does mm -hmm. your church do? Are they... Sure. Yeah, give us some examples yeah. of um, that. Purpose of our church is to make passionate Christ followers as we gather with God, grow with others, and go to serve. So we focus on those three areas, gather, grow, and go. Okay. And then um, in terms of ministry, we have eight ministries. You know, Everybody needs to serve on a ministry, but we really emphasize that ministry is not just organized, but also organic. All right. So when people are really spreading Christ where they live and where they work and where they play, to really highlight that, celebrate that, have them share stories, um, really affirm that. And so the gathering is a time to really celebrate what God's doing in our lives. All right. So um, give, give me a story. What's a story, an example of a story of somebody sure, connecting yeah. with a neighbor or a fellow work person or something? Absolutely, yeah. Um, one lady that got connected with our church uh, through, a, through another member in the church, uh, when we met her, we asked her about her spiritual background, and she said she's Buddhist. And she is... Uh, as white as you and I, Greg. <laughs> and um, she got involved with the church and uh, started helping out and just really loves it. See it as, sees it as her church home. And her mom was a Christian and died in the process of her death. That really impacted the mm. daughter to reconsider things around yeah. Christ, around Christianity. So that was really a, a touch point. And what I think is so amazing about this particular story of this lady is that when it came time to have the membership conversation about being fully engaged, we come to the end of that class, and we have a little, little uh, sheet that you fill out that says, yes, I want to be part of the church, not yet, I still have some questions or, or areas, or no. So she filled out yes. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, you know, one of the ways to, to demonstrate your commitment to the church is through baptism. And she said... Uh, well, I've, I've already been baptized, so I'll, I'll do profession of faith. I said, that's great. Tell me about your baptism. She said, I don't know. I was two weeks old. <laughs> and so found out that her mom had taken her to the Catholic Church. She disconnected uh, before she was a yeah. teenager a long time ago. Um, but it just shows how we people connect. They belong. They're engaged with ministry. And then they make that commitment and understanding who we are theologically as a church. And yeah. sometimes it happens the other way around. Different people connect with God in different ways, just as there's different personality types, there's different spiritual types. Yeah. But having that culture where you can embrace and involve, but also have a clear line in the sand. We are an Adventist church. Uh, we're, you know, we're asking for engagement with ministry, mm -hmm. finances, and in every other way. So what do you do to, you, you said a, a member connected with this lady. How, how do you encourage, or what do you do to train those members to to talk, to share their faith, to invite them to the church or sure. to Bible studies? Or... Sure. Well, I mean, I think in, for me, I have to set the example as a leader. All of us have to set the example. We have different personalities and we have different circles we're in. Um, but I, I always encourage people to use their hobbies. So one of my hobbies is cycling. I've connected with many people through cycling. Um, also teach a, a fitness class at a gym okay. to connect with members that way. And so what I do is as I'm connecting with people, I'm inviting, the, uh, introducing those people 
to other members in the church that I think they would be good friends with yeah. to set that example. So what we don't want to do as leaders is have this incredible engagement with all these people, but do it solo. Yeah. I used to do it like that. What we want to do is have that connection, but then invite others to come along with and let them experience it, particularly those that don't connect and don't invite and don't make that friendship. Let them experience it with you, then pull back and debrief and talk about it and some of the dynamics, rather than what we traditionally do, which is give them a stack of books, you know, send them off yeah. to school. So you're not just sending them out, like, go bring people in. You're taking them along with you, yep. meeting one the, people. One of the things that I, that I say and emphasize is I want to invite people into believing and walking, not teaching and talking. I'll say that again, so make sure. Don't invite people into teaching and talking. Invite them into believing and walking. Explain that. What's so that? that means if you want to be involved with a church plant, I'm going to ask you to show me the names of friends that you know that aren't Christians, that you're close with on your cell phone. And I'm going to ask you also to come along and meet people that I know, mm -hmm. rather than just say, here's a stack of books, here's a lot of documents about our church. All those things are important and they'll come over time. But if you want to model and invite others into a life of belief and walk uh, rather than just, you know, the standard teach and talk. Yeah. Have you found this to be easy for it's not people easy. to do? Or? <laughs> it's definitely not easy. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're all in different seasons of mm -hmm. our life. Um, and so there's some that really latch onto it and run with it. There's others that it's a totally new concept or, or, or challenge yeah. and some grow into it others just say you know that's really not for me yeah and so to affirm them for being honest to encourage them maybe help them find a different ministry that they connect with um, but to really set that bar of of engagement with the community and equipping your members to do that as well so you said um your church is almost three years old mm -hmm. And I, I've heard you mention before that uh, there's a, a, a time limit when a not a time limit, but a, mm -hmm. uh, when a church grows to a, past a certain number of years, that it's good for it to uh, to plant another church. Is that mm -hmm. something that you guys are looking at or have in mind? Absolutely. Um, and you know, a lot of pastors. And well, I, what is that time limit? So, oh, not, well, I mean, again, that's not a limit. Some so. of the studies show that, like, if you don't plant within four years, it's eighty percent likelihood that you won't plant ever, oh, wow. okay. unless it's a church split. Yeah. So what we've done from the beginning is we went through a process of 10 to 11 months visioning before we started the worship portion of mm -hmm. the church, but we get involved with ministry, developing groups first. Yeah. So you're planting a church, not just a worship service, and then basically communicate that, you know, if it stops here, we just create a dead end to the gospel. Yeah. So we, the only way a church grows is by addition. But multiplication creates more than one context in which addition can happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you follow me, yeah. So that's so our goal. Of adding and, to one church, you'll be adding into two congregations or yeah. four, whatever right. it might be down the road. So we have a group right now of fifteen to twenty people that's going through a process. We already have a, um, and those an are from your your current partially, context. partially as well as from other areas. Um, but to work together with the pastors in the area, we have. There's some fantastic pastors in, in the metro area where we work and uh, go through this process that we have laid out. And there's you know a whole number of things that go with that. But we can never multiply a church until we first know how to multiply the disciples that are there, mm. how to train up new leaders, how yeah. to start new groups and new ministries. So then the multiplication of the church is a natural thing yeah. rather than trying to just focus on multiplying the church without having the, the structure and the readiness in place. 
So I, th I think I heard you saying that if uh, you can't have a new church, if your people aren't able to multiply themselves as individuals to, to make new disciples. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, you know, you have a mixed multitude yeah. in any church. People that really latch on to it. Others that are in phases mm -hmm. of maybe healing uh, for, from other church experiences. And, and so it's, it's a mixed group in any church. Yeah. And so uh, as a leader, mm -hmm. um, you're raising up new leaders who will in turn raise up new leaders, new disciples, and, and make it an ongoing process. God willing. That's, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a location for your new uh, church that you're looking at? I know it's a year or so down the road, but we, yes, we have already we, picked out a target yeah, area. Yeah, we have a target area. You know, in term, when you ask that question, usually people think in terms yeah. of facility. We don't have a facility, um, but we have a number of things that we're going through with ministry in that area as well as visioning up, up towards it. So is it a focus more on an area or a target group? We're focused on, uh, like our right now, our original location is unchurched young families. Okay. Those that have never been part of a church or those that were and disconnected. Um, and the group that we have going forward is also very focused on that, uh, on that demographic yeah, as well. Just in a different yeah. location. So the, the economics and some of those other demographic factors are different, but really focused on young families with kids. Well, let me ask you one question. This is what I always end with. Um, what, well, let me, let me ask you two questions. So, uh, if somebody would like to get in touch with you and, uh, get some further information, um, wh what would be a way that they could do that? Uh, just email me. <clears throat> My email is wagnersmith at gmail.com. It's W-A-G-E-N-E-R-S-M-I-T-H at right. gmail. And we will uh, put that in the show notes along with the link to his church. Show notes. This is getting fancy. Yeah, this is fancy. <laughs> I don't know if anybody reads those or not. but uh. You guys are listening to someone extremely techie. <laughs> Greg, you are the man. <laughs> no, I've seen other people with their podcasts. They've got full setups and connected. <laughs> and I've got a little uh, pager basically here. So. That's great. But we, we always yeah. end with this question. If somebody would like to be involved in a church plant, you know that's a process. But what is something that they could do today to begin to make a difference for the kingdom? What could some mm. give some wisdom mm. today when they turn off this podcast? What yeah. is something that they could do to begin to reach somebody else for Jesus? Well, uh, well I mean, I spoke about a lot of practical things in terms yeah. of friendship and, and making friends. But to me, the foundation of it all is we just read the book of Acts. Mm. And if you look in the book of Acts, it says... Jesus told the apostles to go, and they never left. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, go. Acts chapter 8, verse 1, it says there was a persecution that came, and, and everyone left except the apostles. Yeah. So what I would say is don't necessarily look to church leadership as an example. Uh oh. Look to yourself and ask Christ to make you an example. Yeah. Uh, because the gospel in the book of Acts, it's all about everyday people. Mm -hmm. It is not about vocationalized ministry or well-known notoriety of yeah. individuals. But it's everyday people that are engaging in basic Christianity. Walking with Jesus, making friends, making disciples, and then getting those mm -hmm. disciples together to plan for new churches. Mm -hmm. And even some of those that we know their names, the famous ones, they mm -hmm. they started off as... You know, church members, uh, you know, Philip, the deacon, mm. um, yeah. others, That's tent right. makers, yeah. you know, we, we have that term because common everyday people started doing things That's right. and God used them in powerful ways.
That's the, that's the picture. And uh, we don't have to be the Apostle Paul. We don't have mm-hmm. to be the big name. But right. individually, God can use us to make a difference. Well said. All right. So thank you very much, Pastor Anthony, for joining us on the Equip Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to equippodcast at gmail.com. Remember, we want to tell the world about Jesus, and you can help.